I'd love to invite Linda uh, to the stage as she's going to deliver the word this morning. So you guys can rise up on your feet and let's invite Linda Hicks. I just want to thank Holy Spirit right now for us. I thank you for a body, a family that connects together, loves together, gets through hard times together. And I, I just think that, you know, sometimes we forget, uh, like Sergio was saying, in our, in our busyness, in our busyness, we forget how important our family is. But today, I just want to speak to this family, just our family right now, because we are going to be an extended family. But we have to know who we are first. Who are we? You know, I can tell you, when worship started, I felt the presence of God just so overwhelming. He just washed over me. Um, I even hugged, where is it, uh, Noemi's little girl? I just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't contain it. I had to hug somebody. But, you know, I was just thinking how... I've been here a few years, and I've done a little growing myself. But when I look today, I just felt this great sense of love. You know, like people love each other. We've gone through each other. We don't even have to agree with each other. But we just stand by each other. And because of that, we are growing as a body. So when you come in these doors, you can sense that love. And, and I don't know about you, but I think that's like the best thing. It is the best thing because God is love. And when we feel that love, we feel God. We feel his presence. And he's among us. So I just wanted to, to say that, you know, uh, with the announcement of the, the transition that's going to be happening, I think it's a good time to remember that we are all called. Everyone in this room, whether you're standing, sitting, wherever, we are called by God to be a part of his family. We are all uh, every member, we don't just wait for the people that stand up here and talk. God wants you. He wants to grow you even more, closer to him. I don't know if intimacy with God sounds weird to you, but what intimacy, number one, is into me see. We are intimate with God. He knows, he knows everything anyway, but we need to be able to be so transparent to God that he is our best friend. He wants us to be not only his child, and that's the way we start out. We're little babies in Christ, and we're learning our way. And then we become like sons and daughters. Then we become friends of God. But we don't do that without some kind of transitions along the way. And I think that's what I want, I want to remind us of today, that we, uh, this is a great opportunity for us to... Remember who we are in Christ and who we are to each other. Because quite truthfully, it's not just, you know, I think of it sometimes like people come in here and think, oh, Sergio is going to give me a word today. That's good. I need something. I sit down. I receive. That's the end of it. Well, this, that's the beginning. Great. We come in here, but we should be all coming in as part of this service by sharing what God has done with us this you know, during the week. And I don't mean just, oh, I got my bills paid, but that's a good thing. That's good. But just to know, <laughs> we all need our bills paid. <laughs> but what about just how God touched us personally and sharing that with another person? You know, that's how we grow. That's how our faith gets built up. That's how we can, 
You know, I wasn't going to share this so early in the game here, but I think I am. I had this weirdest experience uh, like two days ago at Whole Foods because, you know, they had these all this 25 percent, 35 if you're a prime member, you know, off of, uh, you know, supplements. Well, I went in there and uh, I got what I wanted, got in line. And this guy ahead of me had so many different supplements. He was causing this poor uh, clerk to have a little meltdown. But I... Uh, but I went around, I came back and said, oh, you guys are still here. Well, he, she put the clothes sign after me, you know, after the thing there. And I, and I just had three items, so it wasn't a big deal. I said, oh, my God, you, I hope you're close to your shift ending. Oh, yes, I am. It's been a long day. And she said, um, well, uh, uh, what did she, oh, she said, and my back has been just killing me. Well, I've been listening to Sid Roth and all these healers that could come up and, you know how like Ty White goes and 900 people he prayed for before anybody got healed? Well, I felt, she, when she said that about the, my back, I went, oh, no, God. Talk about getting out of your box, you know? And, and I'm saying this because you're all going to have this kind of experience in one way or another. It might be with a co-worker, encouragement, whatever. Well, I said to her, I said, well, has anybody ever prayed for you for your back? Well, I hope so, she goes. I said, well, would you like me to pray for you? And she goes, sure. So I walk, here I am, Whole Foods, right? You know Whole Foods? Okay, it's not like the Christian outlets or something, you know? <laughs> uh, so I went around there and I um, laid, laid my hands on a part of her back. I said, is this it? She said, oh, that's right there. I said, so I prayed for her. And I also said, and Jesus, let her know you're real. And I, the next thing I know, I was already out through the doors opening up. You know, I don't know if she got healed or she didn't, but I hope she did. You know, wouldn't that be wonderful? I guess that my point is we have to get out of our box and start being Christians and not just, you know? You, yeah. And you kids, you kids that are going to be going to school uh, soon, you know, you can pray for your friends. If they look like they're having a hard day, why not pray for them? I mean, Christians means a lifestyle. This is who we are. It doesn't mean I come to church on Sunday and I give my tithe, which is good. But, we, but it's about being the hands and feet of Christ to the community, right? Asheville City Church. We're not, we have no restrictions now. It's all of Asheville. You have no excuse. Wherever you are, God is anyway, right? Yeah, so, so don't reach out. I'm telling you, it changed me because that was a little scary for me. I've prayed for people. I do here every week, but not out in Whole Foods, you know, not out in Whole Foods. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just saying, I think we're being called up. You know, we're, we're being a little called up in the kingdom here. Where it's no more just us sitting around. I don't know what we do, you know, sometimes, but it's, I know that God wants us more active. He wants to activate us. He wants to activate us for his service, for his love, for each other. And it does start here because honestly, I told you the love I felt for this community today, it, it was years in coming, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't love people back then. I mean, the, the, oh, God help me, Jesus. Okay. It's just the intensity of the love I have now is a lot different than it was before. Why? It's like any friendship. You go through things. You have little fights you're, or you're little dis or you're just little 
have little offenses you take, which we're not supposed to. But whatever we do when we get through them, when we get through them, we're stronger with each other. It's like marriage, you know? When you have a spat in marriage, you can either run away or you can make it better. You're right? You can, so that's how we are. And, and, uh, I, and I love it here. I just love it. I love Sergio and Maria. They've been so sweet to me. Even Sergio's, yay! <laughs> I saw them a little energized today, too. That's good. A little week away is good. I think it's a week and with some music in it for them is what is really good. That gets them going. So, and even Sergio, um, yeah, Sergio's mother is, and, and, and uh, have invited me to their house. I really have felt like a, like a, a member of the family, you know? And Eric, I wasn't going to call people out, but Eric, it was so cool to me. I had a really issue one time, and he said to me, Linda, give me your number, I'm, and I want you to take my number. If you need anything, call me. Now, isn't that like a brother would do? A healthy brother. So, you know, and I've had numerous people here text me when, oh, just at the right time. I'm telling you, you can do anything. You all got a phone. Text somebody. Just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hope you're doing all right. Love you. Hey, wasn't that service great last week? You know? Connect with us. Connect with God. Connect. When we, I hope, is that, I hope that's not my phone. Oh, no, it's a kid. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I was going to be serene again. See what happens? Jesus, please don't do this to me. Okay, could we have this? I'm going to just <laughs> go to Ephesians 4, if we could get that up. Get me off my craziness here. Okay, all right. So, speaking of all of us, you know, all of us here, that are called, we are the called, remember, okay? Uh, therefore, I, this is Paul talking from prison, a prisoner for serving the Lord, Beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. See, we're not, we're not the same after we're called by God. Oh, we can let go of all that stuff that, that has been on us. Uh, oh, it's one through six, so I guess we can go down another one. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. See, that love thing go goes on even when we... You can go back for a minute. Um, that's why we need to be patient with each other. So many times we come in here like little brats. We expect everybody to be perfect, meet our needs, say everything we want them to say, pray the way they we're supposed to be prayed for. You know? Who did that? No, no. They <laughs> but God wants us to be humble and gentle, and he wants us. And by the way, I just want to say one thing about humble. A lot of people think that humble means um, you, you, that you're like the underdog or you are somehow, you know, low. Well, th the truth is humble just means knowing who you are in Christ. Know what your strengths are and know what your weaknesses are. Don't make believe you have, don't have weaknesses if you have them. You might want to go and talk to somebody and get help. But if we're humble, it means just be who we are and be gentle. Um, that's good. You can go up. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. 
I thought today with um, that I exalt thee, that was, you know, Maria did a great job in binding, uh, having us come together in the spirit with knowing how, how much, how often, what to sing and how long to sing it. That's God, you know. That, I mean, anybody can be a disc jockey, right? I mean, they can just... So I think the, uh, and I love the unity piece. That's been on my heart for about a year for here. Because when we come together as, as one, we're not all the same, but we have a, a connection. When we get to come together, all our gifts are uh, exercised, and we are strong. And that's how we come stay together in peace. I don't know. God really has it all written in his word. You know, if you really want to figure out how to be a Christian... Read the Bible. Okay. <laughs> okay. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. I like this line because it says, for the future. And I'm thinking of this uh, as our future. We're in a transition right now. We are going from one thing to another thing. And that's the hope for the future that we have. And it's not hoping somebody else does it and everybody else goes out evangelizing and you think, wow, that's great. No, it's us doing it, each one of us doing something every day. I think if we just you know, woke up in the morning and said, good morning, Holy Spirit, thank you very much. Please fill me and guide me and direct me and I'll do what you say. Amen. I mean, how long does that take? You know, and at least then we're getting in the, in the groove of what God wants, right? Okay, number five, there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That's why I think this, this transition and this collaboration can work, because there is only one Lord. There's only one head of the church. If we humble ourselves and, and just love one another, it's amazing what things are going to happen. You know, I don't think, I don't know any of the other pastors besides Sergio, but I know he is uh, humble. You know, he, he has funny laughs and stuff, but he's humble. <laughs> he is. He's funny. But he, but so I don't think he's trying to be like, you know, super something. You know, if we all just be ourselves, isn't that the amazing thing? We're supposed to be ourselves. God didn't tell us to be anybody else. He says, each one of you, you are, are unique. So you don't have to worry about competing because actually... I tell my, my people that I work with, I said, what you have to watch out for in your life are the evil twins. Because these evil twins come in and cause havoc. And they are called compete and compare. When we get together and we start competing with each other, comparing with each ourselves with somebody else, it's not a pretty picture. It's not a good end. So stay away from them. Okay. <laughs> Go one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Just think of one God and Father of all of us. We all have the same Father who is over us. He is in us, and he's living through us. Now, I swear that... It, I shouldn't swear at church. Well, I, I think... 
No, I'm sorry. I think that when I, when I think of that um, living through all and everything, sometimes, you know, you are provoked to do things, and it's, it's the Holy Spirit in you, like me and the Whole Foods. I didn't feel comfortable with that, but I did it, because you know what? I'll be more comfortable the next time. I know I will. You just have to do whatever it is the first time. You know, when, when God uh, lives through us, this is a, I don't know where I got this little picture. God gave me a vision years ago of um, how, who, how our relationship. And it's like, um, you know, you're making a cup of tea. So you got your tea, you pour the hot water in. Okay, that's us. Then you put the tea bag, Jesus, in the tea bag, in the tea cup. And that infuses. You cannot separate them after they're together. You see, that is you. We can't separate us from God. Nobody can separate us from the love of God. That's what the Bible says. I didn't write that quote, but you know where it is. <laughs> Nothing. We are just so awesome. And you know, and God says this. This is the deal. You know, we're wondering, how do I get closer to God? How do I hear from him? How do I, how do I just step up in this transition? Well, you know, in James 4, um, 8, he says, come unto me, come to God, and, I, and, and God will come close to you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Now, there's a deal that's a little different. That's a, that takes effort on our part. You know, lots of things God does. We have grace for things and, you know, uh, whatever happens. But God wants us to come closer to him if we make the effort. And how do we come closer to God? Number one, I think praying. You know, uh, Kimberly was talking about prayer this morning and how important it is. Prayer, dialogue with God. Don't just, you leave your requests at him. Wait for him to talk to you. Listen to him. It gets easier. Just like that whole Whole Foods experience is going to be easier for me. When you learn to pray, you have to... There's so many... Well, if you just look at the Lord's Prayer, you know what he said. He showed us the pattern of how to pray. So he wants us to pray, to, pray, to read our word. You know, many... I bet you every single one of you in this room has had an experience uh, of hearing God, just reading the word. And, it, and all of a sudden, you know, you're reading along, and this one passage just pops right out of the Bible. It's like, oh, my God, that's for me. That's for me. God talks to us for, through his word, through prayer, through, through, through music. I tell you, what, some of my darkest times, I, I had, um, what's uh, Lauren Daigle was my latest go-to. Uh, you know, when she uh, sang that, she sings that song, um, You Say. You know, when you were feeling pretty low, you can just put on some Christian music and just soak in it. Because, you know, when, when there's a Christian worship leader, not just a Christian who sings, but those songs from people like her are anointed, and they will help you so much. You know, call a friend. There's a lot of ways we can get close to God. But I think our personal ones are the most important. They, they really are. Um, let's see, Second Chronicles 7, 14. So here we are. We're all his people. We, we know how to get, get close to God or we can practice it. And... Um, 
So God gives us a commandment, and I think maybe this is all a part of our transition too. Then if my people, that's us, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land. We could put Asheville in the place of land there. Uh, wicked, it's not just Wicca or witch, but wicked is a bend. We, have, we are all, every once in a while, we get into this a, a course that we're getting off course and we have a little bend in our life and we need to get back. So, you know, God has given us a way here to, get, to restore Asheville because uh, I think Sergio was saying last week how, um, you know, this was like a portal, Asheville. People used to come here to find Christ. The, the, the anointing was so strong. It's not lately, but it has been. And I think that remnant, that people that are coming here looking for something, and they might look strange, but they're seeking. And you know what? Those are the people we need to kind of to reach somehow. Because if they're, actually, I'd rather speak to them because they're at least seeking. There's a lot of people who are so religious, they think they know everything. And they think they know just because their grandmother did it that way, that that was the right way. She might have been deceived too, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say that about grandmothers. I know, I'm sorry, grandmothers. Uh, <laughs> I'm a grandmother, so I can say that. Okay, some... <laughs> Psalm 95, 7. This again is getting into like how he, uh, what kind of relationship God wants with us. He's our, for he is our God and we are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. I think the big key little phrase in that if, is if we would listen to his voice today. You know, God's talking all the time. We all know that, right? God is talking to us all the time. All the time. He loves us all the time. He's, he's there near us all the time. I was thinking of this morning, I was looking up in First um, Samuel and I, you know, we have to learn to hear his voice. We don't automatically know how to do that. Because look at, look, look at with uh, um, Samuel, he was like the, took, I don't know if he like mentored him or whatever he was, what he was doing, but it was a, a night when three times he had a call. It said, Samuel, Samuel. He got up and went to, to, to Eli thinking, yes, you called. No, I didn't call. And it was the third time that Eli realized he was hearing from God was calling him, but he didn't know it. So he told him, the next time you hear the voice say, this, uh, uh, I'm your, uh, this, your servant is here, I'm listening or something. I'm paraphrasing bad. But um, the, the point is, he didn't know it at first. The first time God heard, he heard God's voice, he didn't even hear it. I have a feeling that happens to us more than once, and a lot. God's talking to us, but we don't, aren't kind of even aware or tuned in that that's him, you know? I, um, 
I'm going to tell you another uh, out of sequence here. My, see, notes don't work to me too well sometimes. I never. Um, okay, here's the, here's the deal. This was an experience I had that was so amazing. I, I, uh, well, I'm not saying I haven't had similar, but this is the most recent. I was really sick a couple weeks ago. I mean, I guess I got dehydrated. I had low vitamin D3, blah, blah, blah. Made me very weak, kind of headache, dizzy, whatever. So I was finally decided I needed to go to the doctors, and I got that all the way. But when I came back home, I was just sitting at my, um, on my little love seat, and I was thinking, you know, God, what is this? But all of a sudden, I felt like his arms were around me. And I went, oh, wow. And I could sense this whole, like, blue mist, you know, around, around just encircling me. And I heard his voice like a stream. And I realized I was so sick, but I had to go to work because my uh, boss was uh, out of town. So I had to do that. I tried to take care of my house. And by the end of the week, I realized before I sat down here that um, everything got done. I just listened. And, but I wasn't knowing I was hearing, listening to God. He told me how to get everything done that I needed to get done, and it was done. But as I was sitting on, on that love seat, I felt his presence. I felt, I heard him. And I said, and I, I know this is what he impressed me with. He is always with us. He is always talking to us, no matter what you're going through, even when we don't feel it. And he's always, that talking is what I was listening to all week. And it was just so soothing, and I just did what I had to do calmly. But with me, it takes, I have to get knocked down to, to make any, you know, to really hear that kind of uh, message. But that's what happened. I got knocked down. But I realized God was with me through the whole thing, encouraging me, comforting me, and, and talking to me. And I don't know how it works with you. I'm sure each of you have your own story or experience. Or, or maybe you just never knew it was God. But that, I think the blue mist of love thing <laughs> was going on made me realize. And then I heard his voice and I, I felt his presence. So that's what we're trying to, to get to. Because th first of all, it is um, our, our like... Um, Vertical with God is like most important. You have got to have a relationship with God. But then, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Uh, when it goes like this, when it goes like, you know, this is your horizontal is your relationship with the body, with your brothers and sisters, your family. When this crosses, that's the cross where your relationship meets with your relationship with your brethren. Total amazing power that God gives us. So, you know, we have to have our own relationship with God, and we have to have a relationship with each other, and then we walk out his power and authority that he gave us. Right? Didn't he? He gave us power and authority. That's where. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so the 23rd Psalm, guys. I want you to kind of um, be thinking of who's, who's doing what in this psalm, really. We know this is uh, uh, David, and, and David, before he was a king, was a shepherd. Before he, before he uh, slayed Goliath, he was, uh, I mean, after he slayed, he was a king. So it went from boy to, uh, 
this was his walk. He said, as a shepherd, he knew what shepherds did. But he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Okay. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, and I know the King James says, uh, through the valley of the shadow of death, it's a, it's a dark place. I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely, goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I think that's it, right? How many times, do you realize how many times in that? It's, it's what God is doing for us. When he shepherds us, when he's taking care of us, even today, he takes care of it. He took care of the service. He did it. And he made us to lie down in green pastures. He gives us those resting places, even if we, sometimes it might be a, you know, sprained knee that makes us rest if we can't do it ourselves. But we will rest. And I just think that, you know, that um, uh, the fact that um, our position as him as the shepherd is the fact that he, we are receiving, we're receiving from God. So these are kind of all kind of preparations, I think, of this transition that's happening with us. Wherever you fit into this, you know, we need this continually. I don't think there's anybody that, um, I don't even know how long I'm supposed to talk up here. <laughs> Will somebody come and get me if I'm wrong? <laughs> or I'm almost done, I think. Okay. Um, you know, I heard um, um, Brittany talking about the potluck we're going to have, you know. And I think that it's a good example of us as a body uh, coming together. And, you know, if, if everybody, if we, if we all brought something, it would be a big feast. What if everybody brought rolls? I don't think every, if everybody will have, I guess we'd have rolls for dinner, right? But, but the deal is we have gifts and, and talents and, and, and things that, that show people um, the glory of God. That, that, that could, we could bring that. It's not in a matter of food, but it's in a matter of, um, of our sharing with one another. It should be a feast here every day. We should talk to somebody new. Every, every, t every day, I, I know there's people I haven't talked to, and uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, but I'm telling you, God has a plan for us. He absolutely does. Uh, Ephesians 4.16. So this is the deal. God does this. He, he brought every single one of you here. I mean, I'm from upstate New York. I don't know. You know, I got here a few years ago, but it was God that brought me here. 
and I'm sure you could say the same, every one of you. But God, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I think I'm going to end with that because, you know, uh, I think about that. This, this is what God's intention is, is that everybody brings their portion. It's like a family. You have a toddler and you have a, 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 a grown man uh, working as an engineer, say. With the expectations are different from a to, to a, a toddler or to the grown man. We all have to come together, and we if we do what we're supposed to do, share what we're supposed to share, it'll all work out. Don't try to be Maria if you're not. I don't think that. <laughs> I, I have. I love to write. I have. I journal. God's given me words for people, for situations, whatever. Well, this. Um, this uh, kind of goes along with like what my personal uh, journey with the shepherd was, okay? And this was back in 2013. And he said to me, be still, little one. I have delivered you to a whole new experience in the kingdom. You entered as a babe. You know my path. Trust and obey. I will give you detailed steps orchestrated by my spirit. My angels will guide you along as well as Holy Spirit. You are always being guided. You have not always heard because of the external and internal noise. The only answer is to be still. Internally first, allow Holy Spirit to constrain your own thoughts and bring you in remembrance of your victories. The way has not always been easy. There's been much pain, sorrow, misunderstandings, and sin. But you, my dear one, have struggled through the swamp and are now on dry ground. I lead you to green pastures and make you lie down, though you didn't lie down too easily. I led you beside still waters when you had chosen a path that took you to roaring rivers and crashing ocean waves that frightened you as a reminder of the power that was set against you. But I restored you. I breathed, my, I breathed my life into you. With songs in the night, I wooed you back home. You felt my presence. You heard my voice. You began to trust again. You trusted when fear knocked on your door. You began to walk in my ways once again as we walked on the shores of heaven, you gently listening to my every word. Leaning into me, the waves were now a comfort, a lullaby to your soul. Though you walked on the earth in dangerous places that you could have that could have taken your very life, you did not fear that evil, for I am was with you. I comforted you with my discipline, and I guided you with my directing. I prepared a meal for you right in the very presence of your enemies. I made provision in a dangerous place. I anointed your very head with the oil of my spirit. You have thanked me for the abundance I have given you to share with others, my very life in you. Goodness and mercy will continue to follow you all the days of your life. And you, my sweet, my dear one, will live in my house forever. 
Abba's house, a safe house, for you will continue to grow in my love, fulfilling the unique plan and purpose that I spoke to you of as we walked on the shoreline of heaven, your head upon my shoulder, my arm around you, in eternal rest.